Let's fucking party, boys. Uh, welcome back to Comics Corner. We got a special episode for you today. As usual, Sean and I in the building. Hello. We got one of our favorite special guests, which means you know we're doing X-Men. We got <laughs> Dylan in the building, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our good friend of the show, Dylan DeVito, one of our two loyal patrons, and we're happy to have him here. This is going to be a super fun episode. We're very excited, guys. We're doing, we're talking X-Men, we're doing a little snake, yeah. snaky draft. We're doing it. We're continuing our snake draft trend, dude, and getting in on some X-Men stuff. Well, let's, just, um, let's, let's jump right into it, as they say. Yeah, I was going to say, let's hit... Uh, I have a little more time than I thought. I was going to so say, I got a little bit of news that we can jump into mm-hmm. firsthand. Um, one, has anyone seen a show that just dropped? It is The Continental, which is a prequel show to John Wick. No. Okay, what's the story with that? Um, You're a John Wick fan, right, Dylan? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, have you seen... Uh, the show? Yeah. No, I haven't started watching so it So, I just... I haven't seen it yet either. I got, like, a little loose background on it of... I think it takes place 20 years before John Wick. Um, so, you... Which is nice. I think it's smart to do it that way, because then you can kind of recast everyone. R.I.P. Lance Hendrickson. But yes. he's... Listening to the last episode, I... You guys broke that news. Man, Dude. he is... You said you liked Fringe. I love Fringe. I just realized he's in the new... Um, Resident Evil TV show on Netflix. Yep, watch that, dude. He, I think Lance Hendrickson is just, was just such a top top actor. Yeah, he was on left field. He was like in his early fifties, right? Or late yeah, 40s, he wasn't. Like. He was a guy who was still doing stuff. Yeah. Like he that Resident Evil show was I, awful. It was very bad. <laughs> I didn't finish it. I was like one away from finishing. He was great though. He he is really good. I got. I was watching like the first episode last night. Pretty stoned, falling asleep. And it gets to, and I don't even think this is like a spoiler because it's the first episode of that show and it's been out for a minute. They like, they're like, oh, what's this super secret cage for? Better just open it and find out. It's like one of those things where you're like, both of you should die in this building. Yeah, and That's the what, girl gets bit like episode one yeah. by this experimental dog, and she starts showing symptoms like it's a big mystery. So the John Wick the connection yeah. is awful. The John Wick. Oh, you're talking about the Resident Evil one. Yes. Yeah. But for John Wick, for the John Wick one, is it now? Is it going into the lore of like the Legion of Assassins or whatever? That's I think the it's going to be more in the lore of the Continental, the hotel. Okay. So that we're like, but that's no like the home base, kill. right? That'll be the home base, and I think you're. I've seen prob- a really cool fight scene in there. Like, I, can't, I think it was John Wick three. Yeah, it was is, is it? Maybe I also two. have not seen the newest John Wick, by the way. Yeah. Oh, the newest one I heard is a bit of a slow. Well, isn't there a name for like the the people, the group that he was with, or is am I thinking the Continental, the hotel itself? Um, I know there's like a League of Assassins. The High Table. High Table. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what yeah. I was. Okay, so they'll probably get into stuff like that. Yeah, I'm sure you'll see some more people from it, but it'll be cool to get like. That's a universe where I want to see more stories that don't necessarily relate to John Wick. Mm. Like, I want to see maybe how's that fucking uh, Lawrence Fishburne character, like the Sewer King or whatever. Yeah, like, like, how do all yeah. these characters kind of develop? Isn't Anna Diarmas getting her own movie? She was supposed to be getting her own movie. I haven't show. heard anything in a minute because that was also during the period of time where I think people were going like, 
we were saying everyone was getting a movie. It was like after after Kathleen Kennedy yeah. said, every, she was like Oprah. She's like, you get a Star Wars. You get a Star Wars. In the back, he's getting a Star Wars. And then all those movies just. Yeah. Even the guy that made the shitty Godzilla movie is going to get a Star yeah. Wars. Cool. Wait, uh, by the way, did I hear correctly that the strike did? is officially over? Yeah, the I was actually just about to bullet point that, dude. You're a natural. I mean, this is worth talking about because, you know, over here at TND, we love content. And these are the, the makers. Yeah. The writers, you know. The, um, I'm it, excited that. The strike is over. It, it's it's a good thing, well, and it had to end sometime. You and know. the the nice thing is, we actually aren't gonna suffer the drought just yet because there's so many things like backlogged and yeah. in the can that they just either couldn't release or wouldn't release because no one can do promo. So they're not like, oh, let's pay four hundred million dollars for a fucking movie no one can talk about and just hope everyone goes and sees it. I mean, how many Warner Brothers movies it, are that, there for it, the that's DC what I'm saying. Universe? Well, I think that's yeah. why they said that. I think that's why they did Blue Beetle because who gives a shit? We miss out on George Lopez doing promo press. It doesn't matter. Like, and it's just the end of that era. Like, I think Blue Beetle could come back potentially. Because I think that's technically the first in the James Maybe Gunn like universe. A it'll be like a nice. Oh, James Gunn's okay. involved or no? It's. I think, from my understanding, that's like the first one in. I think it's called the DCEU is now what. Okay. That's going to be, um, or the DCU is might might be what like, it isn't is. Isn't Aquaman the last? And James Gunn's like, can we just get this yeah. bullshit out? Yeah, okay. he just wants Aquaman gone because they're. He's already like they're sitting there as. It's like premiering, and he's putting Lobo makeup on Jason Momoa. Isn't isn't that like a locked-in deal? I think it's almost guaranteed locked-in, and it's a thousand times a better character. It's a good call. Yeah, it's a good pick. It's a way better pick than Aquaman. Listening to your guys' last podcast, I never really thought about it that way, but like that, like Regal King Aquaman, like, yeah, is. Much better. It's much better I, than this, like a fisherman warrior dude. Well, you know? I feel yeah. like the fisherman, like the haggard fisherman vibe, was such a '90s, like when every character became an extreme weird version of themselves. And he was weird because instead of being the king of Atlantis, who's like this fucking big tough like royal, he's just like a shitty fisherman. It, it, I didn't like. I don't like the angle mostly. I don't think I said it last week, but it, it reminds me too much of the Thor storyline with with the Avengers movies, like how it's like, oh, I was a prince or whatever, but now yeah. I'm choosing this more kind of sequestered. Yeah, I want to live in. It just felt kind of ripped off, a for lighthouse. lack of a better word. I, I've heard um, other people have this take about Thor, how like in the f- like his when he first premiered, he was like probably the least likable Avenger, oh, and yeah. then he became one of the favorites. Yeah. That pretty incredible, and some people like dislike that. I think that's a, a huge plus because he was so out of touch. Yeah, it, and then be, like gets human, uh, like a humanity it, to yeah, it. Yeah, I think it's like the first one. You have that awful fish out of water story. It's so weird and condensed, and but the it's comedy accurate. Yeah, it's yeah. very accurate. And then you get the second one, which is like the ether story, and that one again is just like. It's kind of weird. Thor it, really came alive in the first Avengers movie, well, I'd say. Yeah. I was going to say, in Avengers, you finally start getting him to be Chris Hemsworth, who I think is naturally kind of just a funny guy. Funny, yeah, charismatic. Like, he's a charismatic, funny guy, just Real as ugly. who he is. Yeah, yeah hideous. <laughs> I mean, bag over the head type of dude, but funny. And he's a butterface. When he gets to, like, oh when he gets to act <laughs> that way, though, and have, like, his little bit of humor, like, not this super heavy force, but, like, one-liners and little zings, that's when he's, like, on point. 
Like the fourth one kind of is the fourth one's not the best because it's trying to be so funny. They went a little overboard. And also it's like Taika Waititi, dude. We get it. You're Korg the Rock guy. Mm-hmm. Enough's enough with this. Yeah, he, he's kind of annoying these days. I, I completely agree. I think he... He was good on that show. I keep forgetting what it was called. It was like that pirate show that was on HBO with, with Blackbeard and like the Gentleman Pirate. Yeah, I know exactly. It was pretty decent. Isn't he... It's the guy Reese Darby know. from uh, Flight of the Concords is the main I was going to say, isn't he in... Uh, what our, we do our, in the our, shadows our, as well? He, yes, yeah. yeah. The mo- our flags... The movie. He's only our, in the movie. Our, we f- our flags fly black or something. Something like, yes. And oh, then okay. what we do in the shadow. What we do in the shadows is amazing. So and I funny. think he's a great director. But I do think after Thor, it was... The first two were not successes. Yeah. And the Ragnarok, everyone knows... What it is? Well, people like, were really stoked on that Jojo Rabbit movie he did too. Did he, you guys see that? Yeah, that That's was a good one. One of my, one of the best movies I've ever seen. Oh, I think. Oh, you did see it? I, it was one of those movies like, man, I got to see it. I was this. very I, late on it. I yeah. just watched it at I, home. Yeah, I'm super late, it, but I want to see it still. Do yourself a favor. It's, yeah. Well, perfect. Yeah, it's we don't, gorgeous. We, we we like you, Taku. Taku. I, Taka Taika. Taika. I like Taika Watiti, but you have to say his full name. I think he's just gotten. I don't want him to have a ton of control over like any more Marvel. Yeah, and I think they know that too. Like, I think if I think he wants he to keep it. going on Thor, we're already not like finish your trilogy, brother. I'm here for it. But I don't know, like if they were like, and we're gonna let him do Battle World, and then like all of Battle World's just like stand up comedy bits the whole time. You're like, this is bad. Like you need. He just casts like Jeff Goldblum as like yeah. three different characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's it's like collector. a nutty professor he's type still. thing, but he's just playing all. Like Mike Myers is in there. It's really just six guys playing like thirty six characters. Adam Sandler. Ooh, Mike Myers and Adam Sandler have entered the Marvel chat. I am Magneto. <laughs> well, I'm gonna get you, <laughs> Professor X. Getting back to the, the writer, <laughs> the writer strike. <laughs> hey, I'm casting Adam Sandler. The writer strike thing is fantastic, and I was talking to the bar with these guys. And I think we've talked about it on the show too, where you know this could be a golden age we're coming up on. It could be a really cool, productive time in in media because uh, they're cleaning house. You know, the streaming networks are cleaning yeah. house. They're not just going to give anybody a writing gig anymore because they did, they negotiated these these contracts appropriately and. I think it's going to be for the best, you know, it, it, hopefully. I agree. I think it's just going to make anyone who was just, like, mailing it in, it's, like, pressure's on yeah. now. Like, mm. you might not have a job. But then those people who are getting looked over for whatever reason who are good writers hopefully do get to reap the rewards of this where they're like, oh, wow, these shows are really good. And especially, like, people are going to have to look at streaming numbers now. That has to be what the conclusion. I didn't comes see to. any of the details, but is is it basically? They obviously came to an agreement, but is it like writers are getting paid paid Pay, fairly now? Yeah, it's, okay. they should begin like I think there's some kind of pay wage system in play, and again, I think it has to because a lot of that comes from like residuals and stuff. So it's like which they need, were not almost no one was getting. Yeah, right? and no one knew what like replays were on streaming services because they weren't giving the info so it's like you're just like oh i guess here's a check maybe this is right there was a lot of trust involved and yeah a lot of trust (laughs) in a usually untrustworthy business industry yeah seriously oh i believe i mean i'm sure those are essentially hand in hand that's a a whole another podcast yeah Yeah. (laughs) um there's a lot of money to be made in music just not playing it yeah Yeah. toby packard well said toby packard said that huh shout out toby the uh 
one more Star Wars thing though that I don't know if you guys heard about is we're I love when you get that tone of voice when you're like, "Ooh, I got a secret." Of Lando Calrissian. Oh, AKA yeah. with, Donald uh, Glover. Right? Yeah. Movie or show? We're getting a movie. Perfect. It was going to be a show. That's and what I thought. Switched. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's and what I thought. I'm so happy about that because a problem that I think a lot of the shows have had, and I think I voiced this like an episode or two ago, but it's like they're just long movies, and a long movie broken up into six small sections doesn't make for a great movie, like for a great show, because there's no like story arc within the episode. And then like you need, there's more layers to like a show where it has to go longer, but there has to be this like resolution or cliffhanger. Or, like you need all three acts in an episode still. I think it depend. It can go both ways. And I think it's on personal preference. Obviously it needs to be executed. Well, some people love that episodic, like little mini adventure. Some people would rather have yeah. that long arc. So I, I think Donald Glover's, so great that it either can work um i think it's gonna like the mandalorian is a perfect example of like it's it's like scooby-doo like th- we're gonna fight frost spiders in yeah. the cave this episode this episode we gotta go get a God, package that episode was sick yeah it was but so there's scary. still those with, with the toad mom trying to get home but then there's still the o- overarching story of like what's going on with grogu like is he gonna get back in like into his fucking the mandalorian crew he's in yeah. It's like you still have like those overarching things. So it's like there's just more story going on. Sometimes I feel like um, like Disney Plus will be a little rough with it sometimes where it's like it feels like things just cut off and you're like. Sometimes. She-Hulk. I mean, we talked about it. She-Hulk was a perfect example. It's like here's a story. It's done. Yeah. Episode over. Yeah, episode that was a big problem. one minute episode, you know. Big problem. That was a big problem with Mandalorian season three specifically. So Yeah. But um, so as far as the Lando show, what's the time frame? Um, I'm not sure. I'm oh, assuming. Movie. Sorry, movie. I'm assuming it's gotta be. I mean, probably similar time frame to however long it's been since like the solo movie came out when we first saw. I can't remember because I only watched the solo movie once. And it I, is. I know a lot of people really shit I like on it. it. I, I didn't. I've I didn't. Seen it a few times. I didn't hate it. I'm just one of those people with Star Wars. Just pump it into my veins. Just, just give me more. I don't remember hating it or loving it. Did Lando get the Millennium Falcon from him in the solo movie? No, but uh, yeah, Han gets Han, the yeah. Millennium Falcon it's, it's a from poker game. Lando. Yes, it's a that's poker what I mean. game. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of the last. Okay, so they already did that. They did okay. that whole part. So, so like the I'm one basically thing... just wondering if it takes place before or after Solo. Yeah, well, he gets to after Solo, Sky City. Okay. It's got. Yeah. I bet it is probably him acquiring Sky City. Is yeah. he the or mayor of or like the whatever that would be? Yeah, I think it's just kind of like a city they, ran by he, a guy. He says his title in the movie. He's like, I'm operations manager of this. Sanitation when he, when he introduces himself to Leia, he says his job title, yeah. Yeah, he's like, he gives her like some shitty title, but then he like gives like a wink, I feel like, where he's like, but really, I'm the underground mayor of this at, whole at place. One, at one point, Han Solo's like, aren't there some sketchy like underground dealings going on here with the with the carbon mines and stuff? He's like, he's like nah, nah, man, it's all cool. It's yeah. all good. <laughs> nah, brother, we, uh, you asked too many questions, Everything's huh? fine. That Tim Robinson bit where like the babysitter, no, like... She killed home. We ran into a homeless person. Like they don't matter at <laughs> all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In this part, yeah, he started the little like pig people that work in like the uh, the carbon freezing yeah, chamber. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Those little like pygmy people. Uh, so we'll I haven't even started Ahsoka yet. So. Yeah, me, me yeah. neither. I'm sorry. Shut up, Mark. I heard I'm sorry, it's great. It, I, it's I'm going good. to start it. There's. If you like watching it, someone like me, like I can nitpick a bunch of things, mm-hmm. um, but. 
there's like a bunch of good stuff. It's really picked, like ramped up. Like episode, I think it's five, maybe. Yeah, I heard that's you the really like get, four and five. You're like, okay. Yeah, you're like, all right, we're here. First, yeah, you first couple it. are definitely a little slow. You get some good fights and stuff, but it's just a weird. They're portraying Ahsoka, and I, it's kind of breaking a little bit. But I've always said they're like portraying her kind of not what I would have thought. Are you compared, big like Rebels and Clone Wars? I've guy? seen both. Like I've yeah. seen not like religiously, but I've seen like I know what's going on, and I have like pretty good understanding for like the characters. And it's just like I don't know. She's just kind of like. Yeah, we Whoa. talked. We talked about it. Yeah, it's it's an issue now. Other people online are saying, but that now too, other that, now other shit is like popping off, and you're kind of like, whatever, dude. Who gives a shit about her? Yeah, like, I want to see yeah. these cool ass things. I've been waiting. Well, to think see. about Wandavision. First two three episodes of Wandavision, super slow, and now you so know, slow. And it Good point. Out to be but a super weird. Show. And I kind of it. The first it kept you couple of episodes What's of Wandavision. You're just like it's like the biggest tease where you're just like. Something crazy. I don't know has about you guys. If you guys like, it's like edging, if, yeah, it, if that's what it felt so. like. I don't know if like maybe I was in the dark about this. Maybe you guys like had called. I had no idea what was going on the first couple episodes. Like oh, they did yeah, a great just, job of like. Yeah, they don't really like develop any of it more than like what the show is. I thought that was. I still think that's one of their. It was a big art project and it was great. That was a top five. I, as far as Star Wars goes, though, I think. They've done a great job in, like, talking about Donald Glover, like, getting the more, like, non-Force stuff, like Andor, which Andor is, like, one of my favorite... Oh, so cool. Might be my favorite television show ever. Yeah. And that being said, like, a lot of, like, critics are happy that they've gone away from lightsabers and the Force. I think... I am a big lightsabers and Force guy, so I think they've timed it out. You get the gritty... Like smuggler stuff. I agree. And or and now let's get some lightsabers. I think you it's can the, do you can Star do Wars. both. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think like, they've done a great job of ping ponging yeah, back and, and forth. And I think it's when they figure out that perfect concoction of like some lightsabers is cool, man. We ain't mad about the Jedi or the Sith. But again, when it's just one family, everyone's crying about the whole time. Or like right. this the lightsaber fight is between like a ninety five year old man and a fucking like puppet. And you're just like, this doesn't look great. You couldn't have seen this and gone, I'm turning it in. <laughs> I think I'm getting it in. Guys, I think we nailed it. We, I think we nailed it. Uh, I just watched, I think I sent it to you on Instagram, the guy who, how he designed the sound for lightsabers originally. Oh, I've seen, yeah. I've seen yeah, it was all the, so cool. You understand, when I was a kid, I had all the behind the scenes yeah. uh, DVDs and stuff. Uh, like, I don't know. You could probably, I don't, he used, it was... It was something with camera equipment, like a yeah, it's like a projector. Rod. I didn't watch the clip you sent me, but it's some sort of rod to. Or no, that was the blaster noises. It's like it was like this big, like uh, coily rod. Like hit, yeah. basically, he took. It was That's like something with magnetic tape, right? Uh, from what I remember, it was. This is great podcasting. <laughs> My part no, to bring something, but it's basically the motor from something used to make movies back then, like a projector. Oh, okay. Or it maybe just has this like it's like it's yeah it's the hum and then that you makes a lot over of sense, top so. this like overdriven sound to get like that pop I don't it's dude, sound very effects cool. people the unsung heroes it, of the industry especially it, sci-fi and shit like that dude go on dude Max YouTube or Instagram fucking guys making those noises and they got like a whole little weird kit that shit, I remember the first time I ever that saw is that. called uh, uh, 
There's just like sound effects people. Yeah, there's a there's name a word for it. For it. It's not dummy. Um, the first time I ever saw anyone do it like on screen, like you know, behind the scenes, was these two chicks that were doing it for the Rugrats in Paris movie. And that's oh, okay. when I first saw that it was a behind the scenes thing they did on Nickelodeon. And that was the first time I saw that done live, and I'm like, oh wait, that's like a job. Like someone could do that. Like that is so cool. Yeah, and you know who I first heard about it? The voice actor who does Ang from yeah. the original Avatar. That's all he's been doing. I can't remember the word. I got to look yeah. it up. It's something with ending in a Y, like dummy. Um, but uh, yeah, it makes or breaks a movie, especially with what we love. I'll tell you what, kind of, what my, one of my favorite sound effects is. Skeet. It's going to be Wolverine's claws jumping out of that bag. That's boy. what I'm saying, because we're getting into that. <laughs> I didn't shit. want to tip picks, but have you seen Hugh Jackman overdubbing? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. No, yeah, he gets into it. It's so sick. Yeah. So like when a leaf crunches that's like like dry yeah uh, like noodles being broken yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah. a really it's a, very much an art um but dude let's get into this snake oh, draft boys before we do i just wanted to make a note of your guys's last podcast uh please do someone took uh the dark knight and very much so i just rewatched it the practical effects in that movie in, in that whole trilogy it was it's so refreshing, like especially his when the motorcycle comes out of the Batmobile. Yeah. It it looks like almost like a little wonky, but it's so realistic because it it's how it would it, happen. It I that, think that just kinda gave me chills remembering that scene. I just watched it and I, I had to make it make a note because when you guys talk that those movies are such masterpieces. I think one, of the, but, one of the to just to piggyback off that, one of the best scenes ever is and especially because it was unplanned, is the hospital blowing up scene. Oh yeah. Where he hits the button that and the was... first one does it and then it the other one doesn't go off. And he like yeah. shakes the thing. Yeah. That was ad libbed. Yeah. That was on accident. Yeah, they had like one behind that, yeah. They had that makes, one they had so cool. one shot to do that. And you get So him running away is like, yeah, like authentic. That yeah. was truly just cause he's like, fuck dude, I better at least play this up for a minute. Cause we what if it does go off? Yeah. And we Man, have this one shot. It makes it right so crazy. Um, we, do believe we, it or not, we're almost halfway done. Yeah. Do we have anyone who wants to go first? Uh, Papa, you got to start it off. This, I'm starting it off, You dude. always, you always, you got to. I have a sleeper that I think leader. I can get All in right. third, but I don't want to lose it. But I have a hard 1-1. One, one. I got a nice sleeper for you, My 1-1, one, one, I have to go with my personal, like, what brought me into X-Men, uh, a classic contains a lot that's x-men 97 baby can't go wrong with that so it, not my one one we're saying well that gets confusing because this new show coming out the, X-Men no 97, not right? yeah not that one i'm talking the, the og 1997 x-men i think they did such an amazing job at like telling stories i'm i can agree with everyone that the animation is not the world's like best or cleanest doesn't matter but the stories are so it's so true to the comic in a lot of those stories that it's like wow pretty bold that you guys made this for a kid show like even like batman the AMA adventure wasn't doing that at the time like those were creating new stories yeah, these were this was stories, adopting yeah. stories that people were like we love and i'm not gonna say any because i don't want to give away any tips but they adapted so many stories that you were like holy shit and it really didn't even run that long. Like, if you look... I was going to say, how long was it? I think it? it maybe was three seasons. I think it's at least three. With, I what, think, like 20-something episodes I each? I think yes. it's, yeah, like a 20 to 30 episode run each. So you have about 90 episodes, but it's like... 
they go through a fuck ton of characters. A lot of characters, a lot of stories, a lot of two, three parters. Yeah, and the saga thing. I think we talked a little bit the last time I was on. We did, you know, talking about casting X Men and stuff. Yeah. And th- the first episode of that show is deals with my favorite. Why the X Men are probably my favorite superhero yeah. property. It's like the humanity of it. Yeah. It, it's the persecution is it, is of... Is it Night of the Sentinels? I believe... Yeah, it is. The first episode, I think, is Jubilee's parents... Yeah, like kick her out. Kicking her out. And then she gets caught... She's at the mall, and then yes. the Sentinels, like, rain down on her. And the X-Men save her. Yeah. But, like, I right agree. off the rip, they're talking about... I mean, there's so many parallels to it, a lot of it's stuff. It's such a great book for pe- anyone who... It is, like, an outcast book, where you're like... I'm different. I'm not the same. And mm-hmm. then you're like, whoa, there's this whole team of people. Yeah. Like, it's very, like, now, it's very, like, this yeah, is, like, I mean, the easiest thing. For sure. But when that came out, it was like, oh, shit. This is, like, really cool. And when you're young, you're drawn yeah. to so that. Have you ever felt like you're different? Uh, yeah, of course yeah. I have. Like, every kid does. Like, now, everyone's like, everybody's different. And, blah, blah, blah. And, and Charles Xavier, you know, the school for the gifted yeah, a lot of these people are so so terrified because they can't control their powers. He goes, "You have a gift." Yeah, you know? it's good. They think it's a curse, and he opens that side of the world to the, it's dude. That's that's X Men fucking rules. It, it rules, fucking yeah. rules. What, what Can we, we all just agree? <laughs> let's just get that out in, yes. in, in the, the open. Uh, so, so, Dylan, what was your experience with the animated X Men TV show growing up? So. I didn't watch it growing up. I feel like okay. we both said we both watched like because it's the same style as the Spider-Man show that came out around the same time. Yes, which that I watched a ton. Yeah. That yeah. was my show. Oh, yeah. Um but it uh I did try and restart it a couple of years ago and it's um I think a little it was hard for it was a little It's a little um, rough to watch uh, element, like for for kids like yeah. you know, the dialogue. Something good to have on in the background. But the fact that they get into those weird, weird comic stories. Yeah. It would never be made now. You know, they Disneyfy no. it for lack of a better word. Be. And um, it's, it rolls. We'll move along real qu- uh, quickly, but uh, before we do, so do you know if like there was a, like involvement with Chris Claremont on this series? I mean, I'm sure they used the majority of his stories I, yeah, because I know a lot he wrote of it the book like for 25 very years. Obvious Chris Claremont stuff. I'm sure he had to have been consulting or been on there somehow to like, you know, shepherd these stories too. I am a comic noob. So who is Chris Chris Claremont Claremont? wrote was the main head writer on X-Men from literally like 1975, like all the way till about the late eighties, early nineties. He did it. They rebooted. They rebooted in like 90. Every main story, you know, Jim Lee, whether it's dark Phoenix saga or, uh, uh, the, um, with the Sentinel stuff, what days of future past, all that stuff was him. Yeah, Yeah. he did. Okay. So he he wrote the Bible. He was the brains behind overseeing all these other writers make he, no, no, he, he wrote, no, he was the he, oh, wow. he just wrote it wow. for 20 years, which is like an insane run. And then it was just like, yeah, these other people can do it. And he, he didn't start it. He didn't end it. It's just like a guy who wrote like yeah. a ton of great stories. And was just like, yeah, here are like are ideas. You, you have Amazon. There's a documentary about him. You should watch. It's very. Good. I will definitely. It's very watch good. That. He and he he's talk. He's a talker. He loves the chat. He did a signing at Carolyn John's, which was really cool. And I wanted to go, and Bobby was like, "Dude, like my buddy or my brother stood in line, couldn't get in because he was chatting up every single person in line." Which I is love awesome. that. Well, which is awesome, but only like 20 people got to meet him. Yeah. He's like, but, I've been here for six hours. Yeah. No, he's that a talker. Rules. No, it's sweet. So no, for me though, yeah, I always loved that show. Um, it was just cool seeing a comic book property. Like again, I was more of the Spider-Man guy, but 
It was every time it was on, I would stop and watch it because it was like, I'm like, oh, this is fucking like the comic book, you know? Yeah, and, it's cool. And when, then like we were just old enough where like there was rumors about the movie coming out and this and that. So it was when cool. when I was getting ready for this, I didn't. Uh, first, I'm gonna give myself a little bit of a pass because I don't know comics like okay. you guys do at all. So none of my picks are gonna be comics. But uh, that being said, when I was getting ready for work today, going through my phone, like getting dressed, I was listening that theme song. Bangs, dude, yep. absolutely bangs. Nah, 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 Just like nah, every nah. other great '90s. Did I tell the Did I tell the story on the on the last episode? Did I Did I tell the story yeah. about uh, I saw Parliament Funkadelic and the keyboard player, the only white guy in the band, played it. He teased it. Uh, they, were, they were all taking solos, and he just I was in here. I go, wait, is he? And he just broke it down. It was sick. Uh, we're gonna see some Parliament members tonight. Wait, what? And Stop Making oh, Sense, that's right. yeah, the band that's from right. Parliament. We, we're going to go see Stop Making Sense, the Talking Heads uh, film con- uh, concert oh, film. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's IMAX. A, IMAX, dude. Oh, yeah, I remember you, got, you were saying that. It's going to be sick. Well, um, yeah, so there you have it. Your first pick. Dylan, let's move right along. I'm very two. lucky I get my 1-1. One, one. Uh, Logan. Damn, that's Ooh, a great. Oh, my really God, great. that wouldn't make my list, dude. Oh, my really God. Great. Uh, I know I it's, had that on. it's somewhat considered, like I guess you'd say, a chalk pick just because it's like critics... It was yeah, like the baby was, of. It was the movie Hugh Jackman deserved, dude. He put himself. Well said. He put himself through all this X Men bullshit, and it's like now I get to make a real give movie. Give this guy, like, let him do this character in like the most real, fucking. That movie is hard to watch. Yeah, it's like it's sad, it's, sad, dude. You see him. I was um, Sabrina, my fiance, had never seen it. You could show that to someone who despises superhero movies, and they would enjoy oh, it. Oh, for sure. I was kind of giving her the gist how you know his healing factor is Ooh. waning. How the they they only tease it for a second, but the government put it in GMOs over like I think it's two generations that the mutant gene through chemicals they put in our food supply yeah. is what makes no more like no, no more, more mutants are being born. Uh, I. I couldn't have said it better. It's like real world shit, you know. The, yeah. Mo- yeah. the movie that Hugh Jackman deserves. Uh, it's, it's. I, I don't know what to. Do. Uh, seeing uh, Charles, you know, going Ugh. through dementia. I, I don't know if they say he has Alzheimer's or it's just dementia. Yeah, I think he. I mean, he's just fucked up. It's he's uh, just old and fucked up. Uh, like, what's wrong I, with him? He's all I fucked up pop, down pop there. The um, I don't know her name, but. Uh, the she's girl X twenty three. Yeah, think. she plays. She could not have been better. Um, yeah, she was great in with, it with almost with little dialogue. It's that relationship that's great to see where there's like very little trust at first between the two characters. Yes. You see it build throughout the film. Yeah, there's some like sneaky little humor between the two of them as they like kind of go back and forth in the beginning as they get to know each other. Um, the the idea that there are X Men comics. Yeah. So people oh, yeah. know of Jean Grey and Cyclops, and he's that blew my mind because I was like, wait, so uh, meta much? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's almost I, it's hard to even describe like what went down. Um, knowing that, what do they call that? That you, I think it's in Canada is the utopia for the X. Oh, um, yeah. I forget what they were calling mutants. it. It's like a safe the haven. That's where they're headed. Yeah. That's, That's where they're they trying to get to. Um, young Wolverine being. You know, brainwashed like his clone was terrifying. Oh yeah, that whole I stuff with the with the the like African American family. 
uh, silent, like sneaky, great performance as Caliban. Yeah, I was gonna say, man, was he good? That is, um, uh, Stephen Fry. Is that that dude's name? I he's like a. I bet he looks a lot different than he does in that movie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's this. uh, It's a British actor who's been in. He was on like a Ricky Gervais thing, I think. That like is tall, him. Yeah, he's like a tall. Yeah, like, that's yeah. The, that I Liam Neeson clip. That's his partner, Ricky oh, Gervais's yeah. partner. Yeah, okay. I want to say it's Stephen yes. Fry, maybe. Steve, yes. Stephen Fry, yeah. Yeah, he's been around for a grip. Hilarious dude. He's like Ricky Gervais. Older British um, dude. Like He's like tall, got glasses. Like, yeah. Thing on a, on a, Doesn't he play uh, Robert Downey Jr., Sherlock's brother in the Sherlock movies? That's Stephen Fry. That's no, him. That's a different guy. Oh, well, whoever, the Ricky Gervais guy, it's yeah. like he's been his longtime writing partner. Oh, that gotcha, guy. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, Life's too short. The guy from Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but like, if you want to get like real, real deep with it, like Caliban and Logan both just really worn down from taking care of Charles, which is which a lot of people have to watch. Like their elderly family, you know. It's so yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, almost, almost, it's almost too it's, real it's on the screen. One of the saddest things you can go through. And gosh darn, was it? It's a nailed. great movie, dude. Um, I think it's a it amazing. Was a send off him, you know, getting juice with whatever that chemical that like turns you yeah. to 11 one last time and him dying her crying with it's putting the that's axe, my pick. Putting that the axe my on one. there Dude, that's a Lovely. fantastic pick sean very few powers too yeah like at the end the kid who can control uh one can control rocks like the earth oh, okay another one can control plants and she like suffocates the guy with vines yeah, that's like those are like the kids from the new city. For, yeah, for like I don't know, ten minutes of the movie, you see like mutant powers. Yeah, you can almost just do. It's almost one of those movies where if it wasn't called Logan, you could just base it on like a dystopian future, yep. and with a handful of read rights, hundred yeah. percent, it could just be like I said about the Joker, which is another great movie. But it's and like, not to dwell too much on Logan, but um, I can't remember the guy who's got the bionic arm. Oh, yeah. I, I don't soldier. know what that actor's name is. He was is. good. He, you know, that's like a cookie cutter part. He was good in it. Like, they know where Charles is. They don't care. They're like, we know you got him hiding. Yeah. Like, so you're like, what What site, like, what bigger plans do they have than that? What's happening? So that's my pick. Dude, fantastic pick. I don't know. When I was making my list, I just didn't even think of that movie, but it's a fantastic X Men property. Um, well, I'm going to stick with the, in the vein of movies, but I'm going to have to give my number one pick to. The original X-Men movie from 2000. I knew okay. you were going to take this because we've talked about this off pod a oh lot. Oh, my God. For me, I mean, for me, this is what kind of... there's it, It's the reason why we're still talking about X-Men today was that's, this movie. That's what aside you, your from, point that you always yeah, brought And aside up. from Blade, it was the first big yeah, superhero movie. This was the first PG-13 superhero movie oh, where yeah. Blade was rated we R. We probably wouldn't have an MCU without... I mean, like, and, you've always said that. Yes, and yes. Obviously not because you had, like, Batman 89 and all that stuff. But this was the first, like, Marvel 2000s. Like, this is the modern era of... This is the start of the modern era comic book movies. This and Spider-Man were the two movies. When was this... How much How much before Spider-Man, Spider-Man was that movie? I think Spider-Man... Uh, two years. Two years. Yeah. Spider-Man and Sony owned, like, both of them, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so... I mean, dude. Oh my God, this movie. So even though it's it's not very well received by by critics, it didn't. It did pretty well at the box office, but it didn't blow people away. But when people saw it, even the critics that gave you like a kind of a, a bum review were like, 
They they got something here though. They knew that there was they had something yeah. on their hands. And it's that's why campy. The, yeah, the second the second movie was really people loved. I think the second one's probably a better film. But for me, the, the first movie it was so exciting. I just thought X, the X Men were so cool. I was still very young and like just getting into comic books. That and comic movie book was magical to us when I came. Yeah, yeah. I, we were. Like, I was nine. What? I was nine years old. On the screen. Yeah, it's my uh, my dad took us to the theater. And I remember seeing it. I think it was at like Cobblestone Theater. I remember like it was yesterday. I was so hype. I thought it was so cool getting to see Wolverine. I was always a big Cyclops fan. And I just like, man, like this is so cool. Um, it was great. It, what a great film. Uh, it was, great romance between Rogue and Iceman. Yes. They can't touch. Yeah, that first scene, like you were saying, like the whole, you know, especially like when your parents find out you're a mutant and the, the, the fear behind it, like the Jubilee scene in, in the X-Men animated oh, series. The first Rogue. scene with Rogue. Kissing that guy. And it's like kind of freaking. I mean, we were kids seeing this. I'm like, man, this is, and yeah. it was... It was it was kind of just like kind of I don't I keep I don't want to say dark but I mean it had a cool vibe and then like she ran away from home and she's up in Canada you know and gets picked up by Logan like it's that was just kind of cool like I don't know he she's hitchhiking and he's just this rough and tumble fucking sideburn guy you know and but you know something's up you know and oh isn't it is the it, cage fight remember that he wasn't oh yeah yeah that's a, where she first sees him is in the bar and he's cage fighting yeah oh, and then yeah yeah you get that and she good can fight tell with, that something's up you get with that him. good fight with Sabretooth. That's a great fight. Um, the, I, I is, love is that version. The, of, is it the? Is he a senator or a mayor? That senator. They, the senator. And then senator he just Kelly. like dissipates into a blob on the beach. Turns that was water. a heavy scene. Yeah, senator Kelly, who's a reoccurring character in X Men, he's the very he's the anti yeah, yeah. legislator. <laughs> that's his job. That's uh, that's his bread. And I'm butter Senator right Kelly, there. and I fucking hate means, and, and you I, know that. And I approve this message. <laughs> but I, I just rewatched the campaign. Anti-mutants are what are the backbone of this country. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I mean, dude, it's uh, and then when they put him in that machine, they think it's gonna turn him into a mutant, but it just turns him into a fucking blob man, like, and it, he dies. Like, that yeah. was freaky. That was actually really freaky. That I scene think, messed me up as a kid. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a really good one-one. It's, I think there's, yeah, there's parts of the movie that you're like, this works really well. There's parts where I'm like, I get it. The Costumes the X Men wear are fucking insane. Yeah, those leather suits. Everyone yeah. just, but they were like, kind of cool. I had the toys. Well, I'm man. saying like the ones even in like the '97 version or like on the comic, you're like, this is insane. No, what we would look, it would look ridiculous to have like comic accurate costumes. So I understood the I like liked leather the concept they went with. Yeah, and I, I didn't I, think I, it was the worst. Isn't there? Doesn't Logan really? give like a little nod when they finally put him out yeah. again? He's like, "What are we wearing?" Kind of thing. I think there's a little like he says something about leather. Like, no, I don't know. He's but, like, "What would you prefer, yellow tights?" Yes, yeah, Cyclops yes. says that. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was very subtle. I love the little X on the collar, like yeah. that. Yeah. The, the French collar, you know. But everyone, sick, get, dude. everyone gets like different piping on their like suit. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. We know what your power is if you know that. And, like you know what the hint is. And it gave us. Was that like the first James Marsden movie? Like, was he in anything before that? I mean, it kind of. I don't want to say it made his career, but I don't remember him in anything before that. Wait, which one's James Marsden? Cyclops. Cyclops. Oh yeah. And now he, he's not like a huge actor or anything, but he's in a lot of shit. He's, yeah, I think, he's more handsome than he is a good actor. No, he's not a great actor. He was perfect at Cyclops, which dude. is why the that's casting, perfect. The casting, Cyclops, which, I mean. Magneto shops. and Charles. Have you seen the Sonic movie? My man can yeah. act. <laughs> My boy's you know got what? range. He can. He's good in the Sonic movie. He is. <laughs> I, I take it back. Sorry, James. Uh, but Sorry, like the, James. Uh, Sir Patrick Stewart and 
Uh, Ian McClellan's knighted too, isn't he? And that's yeah. and that's one thing that's, that I if, yeah. if all that movie gave and us. Thank you for They're bringing like that up. Friends, one of yeah. the probably I mean, next to Hugh Jackman, I think that's why the movie resonates so well because not only is Hugh Jackman the perfect Wolverine, Patrick Stewart is the perfect Professor yeah. X. And Those I two, think it's uncanny. I, I'm not going to tip. No picks, pun intended. But well, was, Ian McClellan is stellar. Oh, no, he oh, gives a better performance, but I'm just saying as overall. No, appearance. no, they're both of them. Yeah. I just couldn't. I think they're both really good. I do think. Uh, I think Ian McKellen kind of steals the show. Patrick Stewart looks better. Is like more of the comic book version of looks wise or looks wise. Yeah, but then I think that um, Ian McKellen steals it on like his performance and his motivation is much more like classic Magneto. But maybe a little tuned down just because OG Magneto is just yeah. doing like. Wait, is that the one? Wow, no, that's the shit. second one. No yeah, but it's not even the second one where he yeah, puts Wait, the iron in the blood. Oh. That's, that's what I was thinking. So, like I said, it laid the groundwork. People knew, like, yo, we got something here with this crew and this X Men thing. And the yeah, second that one was opening big. shot. Third one kind of the... flopped, but you know it made money. Everyone yeah. wanted to go see it. Third the, one might be in here for me. The Who opening, Who hey, the opening okay. scene of that first X-Men movie where it's at like the concentration camp and it's oh, Magneto yeah. pulling that fence. I, fought, yeah. I forgot about that. I mean, that's a fucking crazy. And then they that's bring a that great back. scene. Dude. It's just a weird, it's almost like kind of unneeded, but it's just such a like, you get where he's coming from. And you got to make this guy have some like sympathy yeah. to him. And it rounds him out so well Ooh. that without that scene, you're like, Magneto kind of seems like a fucking just asshole. Well, through, throughout a lot of these properties, that's sure true. They all get drafted, and a lot in the the parallels between you know, Magneto. Eric saw it firsthand yeah, with the Nazis, and he just sees it happening to his people again. That is a very believable villain origin story. It's very believable, but also it's going to be very tough to fit that into new Marvel MCU. Because it's like you can't really change his backstory, so do you you well, gotta like freeze him. Well, now we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Yes. But anyways, let's not. Let's also, I said it last time I was on the pod. It's got the best campy joke when Storm gets towed. What happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? Same thing as everything else. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's my pick. Uh, the battle, the last battle in the Statue of Liberty. Oh my god, it, it's fucking sweet. Um, Sean, you are up with. Oh, that's right. It goes back over back again. Back to back. Okay, snake. so what I'm going to do here. Snake. Here's what that's I'm going to do. I'm going to mix it up, and I apologize. And hopefully this will be a quick one so we can get in a lot of picks. Um, some of you guys might not be super hip to, but it was a X-Men video game for the PlayStation 1. It was called X-Men Mutant Academy 2. It was the sequel. I thought oh, you were going to take mine because I have an X-Men video game. Yeah, Dang so it. this was a really cool Mortal Kombat-style versus game. And it had all the classic characters. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember it this. It was fucking sick. Let me see the um, cover real quick. Yeah, the, once you see the cover, you might recognize it. I'm pretty sure I rented this game from Blockbuster. I never owned it. And I probably rented it multiple times because I really enjoyed it. Because I always thought like Mortal Kombat-style games were cool. But I'm like, I don't know these characters. I don't give a shit about these guys. But once you know the characters, then you're like, and I'm like, oh, I can, you know, like oh, I can be Cyclops. I can be Wolverine. This is amazing. Even Toad was pretty good in that in that. What's game. it called? Uh, X-Men Mutant Academy 2. Yeah, so and I, I remember just it was one of those games that I kind of forgot about, and then like I thought about it one day and googled it. And I'm like, fuck, we used to play this game a lot back in the day, and, uh, it was, and it came out around around the same time as the movie. I know, I know nothing of video games, but I do love, I do kind of remember this game just because I love Marvel stuff. Yeah, and fighters, and I love a good <coughs> costume change. There's one on here that I kind of have that could be a controversial pick. 
Oh, I'm just bringing it on, dude. But, Can't wait. Um, we'll get back to that. So, yeah, that, that, that's just a quick one. I, I, I just looked I, at the cover. I've never, I'm not familiar with it. I'll pull up some gameplay of it. It's pretty It was cool. like a, like a, just a fighter, like yeah, it's just a fighter. street fighter. Yeah. yeah. And you'd have like power up, you uh, like finisher moves and stuff. It was great. So, yeah. Dylan, what's your two? Well, just, uh, I, I was thinking I could steal in um, round three, but it's a nice segue. I'm going to take the X-Men. It's just called X-Men for Sega Genesis. Yes. I agree. scroll on my list, dude. So I thought that I might be able to steal it. So I actually know that one as well. I remember well, yeah. my cousin Albert, who Sean knows, uh, older than me, uh, he had it. And I've never like loved side-scrollers, um, but... And I, to be honest, I remember not a ton of the gameplay, but it was, it was tricky. It was tricky, and but what stood out is that you could play so many different characters, and they all functioned so differently. Yeah, Nightcrawler teleported, Gambit. You could throw cards, and they'd explode. It was just and that was the, one of the that. first yeah. times I remember being able to do that, like choose a guy, and they actually function differently. And it, like, do the things the you saw them do yeah. on TV or in the comics. Um, yeah. So there's an arcade cabinet version of that, right? Um, I don't know if it's the same game. I think it's very similar. Uh, it might be the same. I I've seen it. I think sixteen. So I know, I know that the Sega Genesis one came out in '94. Okay. Um, and the Ninja been... Turtles game is pretty darn oh, similar yeah. too. Oh yeah, same yeah. Uh, the Simpsons game. But yeah. same thing. The, each turtle functioned differently. Like you could swap out your characters like mid level and stuff too. I think. Yeah. Yes, and I believe it was co op too. It was so cool. I could be Gambit, yeah. you could be Beast. Like, it yeah. was co-op, yes. That's right? Um, so yeah, I, I I remember like watching my older cousins play it, and I was like, "This is." And that when I finally got a turn, you know, it was the coolest thing ever. Okay, um, I'm gonna swing into my next pick, which is going to be a movie, X Men First Class. Damn it, that was on my list, dude. I figured it was on my next pick. I figured it was on a lot of people's lists. And I'm Um, glad because I was between the people uh, forget how good and you picked it for me. So yeah, it was a great movie. It was such a it was a great reboot. That's how I say for lack of a better word, it was the one of the best reboots. Best way to reboot a franchise ever. It doesn't necessarily follow through as well, but it starts off pretty fucking great. You get a great new team of mutants. You get Charles and Magneto working together. You get Charles still walking. It's fucking... It is, like, early. It feels before the X-Men. It feels pre... The costumes, though, are that cool blue and yellow. I fuck with the movie. I think it's great. I wish some things had changed, but... Yeah, Fastbender is Magneto... God, fantastic! Gosh dang, fan fucking. It's great, and that's what's funny. We've been talking about even that the first McAvoy, film, not bad. Well, no, but like the I was the, thinking the about that because I was gonna take that. Yeah, um, the rela- at the end of the day, the crux of both the original movie and First Class is this conflicting relationship, the duality of man between Pat- between <laughs> Patrick Stewart between Xavier and Magneto. Yeah, uh, uh, I think Kevin Bacon's character is probably the weak point very, in that for movie. For sure, very. Um, but that being said. It, like it shows you the origin of his helmet pr- protects him from Charles telepathy. Exactly. Um, uh, that's, that's I was going to take it. Michael so you made my decision. Man. For oh me. my God. Um, the scene that- in Argentina with the quarter uh. is probably my favorite. One of my favorite Marvel scenes. in Ever. movie. I think, um, I think that was the first movie I ever saw him in. I'm like, who is this guy? He's incredible. Or, a, no, in glorious, in glorious bastards. I yeah. take it back. I saw that first. But. Um, and when he when he finally does viciously, you know, you see him kind of turn to a villain. How he kills Kevin yeah. Bacon. Oh, so and savage. they bring that scene back from X Men Two Thousand. 
From the very first scene where he's at Auschwitz yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, um, and then I wrap around and I got my next pick, right? That's correct. Um, oh, so also, real quick, Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, Jennifer does a great Lawrence. Job. Amazing. Great mystique. She does a great job. I'm going to go with a comic. Um, I'm going to go with my all time favorite. I'll do a specific arc from it's the like 2000s Grant Morrison run. Yes. Um, I'm honestly, I don't know if you guys are going to grab it or be upset if I just take the whole run because I think it's like six or seven story arcs. You're asking the wrong guy. Yeah, but, I think yeah. That I'll allow it. Yeah. Um, but just the way he drew the X Men is super fucking cool. There's it starts out with the E is for Extinction, which is a crazy story about. Charles Xavier's fucking like insane like twin sister that oh. no one knew existed, and she fucking basically destroys Genosha, and that's just like the first three books. Yeah, and, off to the races after that. Yeah, there's a great story about um, mutants doing drugs that like enhance their powers. It's like inhalers. Oh, like uh, the boys. Yeah, kind of like the boys, but yeah. this is was before that, like predated that, and it, you said it about 2003, right? I think it's like 2000, 2003, somewhere in that realm. And um, yeah, you get Quentin Quire, who's a new Omega level mutant, starts a riot at the school. He's like a super punk dude and fucking just wears like him and his group were like a little gang. And they wear cool what's sweater his, vests. What's his power that he's he not Omega a, He's a drug dealer. <laughs> he's a telepath or some mind power. Hmm. So it's like he's, but he's super, he exists throughout comics and like has pushed on the way he draws beast super cool um yeah but i know any fan any friend of the show has probably heard him talk about this book before and i've heard him talk about it and i haven't read it so i have to get my hands on this it's run. good dude yeah like i gotta at least see the artwork that you're talking about yeah uh, but you're up dude i was between first class and this so you made my decision for me it's not the greatest movie but uh, I'm going to take Days of Future Past. Nice. Okay, okay yeah. Um, because I, I like that movie. I, I, think it's I, bad. I really like that movie. I've seen it uh, a lot of times. Um, it has the casting of, you know, Sir Patrick Stewart, McClellan, and I, McAvoy and Fassbender. It's got both. Yeah, you get everyone, um, and I think that's really cool. I fuck with that part of it, and I think that I, those movies, like, coming together that way was a cool version of like tying them together. The uh what why I'm picking it is not because of like even the the bulk of the movie is in the past where Mystique definitely takes on, you know, she's the main character I would say. Yeah. Um I love and dread how horrible they make the future seem. Yeah. When you see this how it, speaking of sound it looks full, Foley work is the word I was trying to think of. Okay. The, the art of making sounds. Um, however, they make the sound of Colossus getting ripped apart by the Sentinels. It's like twisting metal. It's It really jarred me. Um, seeing, it, I thought the future kind of looked one tonal. Like it felt very sound yes, it wasn't. It, it wasn't great looking, but the feeling of dread yeah. they have is. It, it got me. It was I, very I felt horror movie vibes, one nothing, room type thing. There's nothing yeah. they can Peter do. Peter Dinklage as always does a great job. Yeah. Yep. Um, Magneto controlling the Sentinels was pretty cool. Um, yeah. That was just, one of those movies that kind of ran out of steam near the end, even though like it was a good movie and it was all leading to that. But like I kind of liked everything like 
before. Yeah, and there's the, there's the, the fact that Bert were in the future and shit. Yeah. And I got to take the, like that. That see, that was right from the comics. Um, my my boy Sunspot got his shine for a second. He was there for a quick uh, minute. Warpath. Is yeah, really you get cool. some cool guys. He can he can hear. Uh, the fact that you guys would know his comics, I don't know if Kitty Pride ever had the ability to send people back. Uh, no, in the comics, Kitty Pride actually gets sent back. Okay, yeah. so they they kind of you know smash some but stuff together. Like Ellen Bit- Page, Elliot Page. Oh, that's um, right, it was Elliot Page. Yeah, uh, which uh, they were great. Um, yeah, especially. Uh, I thought they were good. Um, Bishop getting powered up by Sunspot to shoot through his gun was super cool. Uh, but yeah, just yeah. the dread of that future. Isn't just, Havoc in that one too? Uh, Havoc's in First Class. I oh think yeah, he's in, he might be in the second one. Yeah, or, which I I meant to even say that in First Class, Havoc is like weirdly one of my favorites, and he super was super good. He Quicksilver not being able to save him was sad really sad. Yep. John, what do you got, brother? So, yeah, I'm going to go with my number three pick, and we'll probably wrap it up. We could always do a two-part, and like, Dude, keep going uh, next time yeah, we yeah, yeah. join. So, uh, for time purposes, I'm going to put a bow on this with um, a classic comic book run. It's the Dark Phoenix Saga. Yeah. From 1980, uh, it ran from number issue number 129. The movie that uh, could all never... All the way to 138. Not, not the movie be, that could never be made. Confu- not to be confused with the movie that was attempted to be made twice about yeah, the story of the Dark Phoenix, but it's a very iconic storyline that came out so shortly good. after uh, Giant Size X-Men, which revamped the entire comic book, written by our own Chris Claremont, who we already mentioned. And let's not forget the artwork from John Byrne. Fucking dude. crushing it. Like, look at this cover right here, dude. I mean, it's this is iconic. Oh, phenomenal. The, the whole of the X-Men logo and just the evil fucking look on her face you know that she means business and I, so I read go this, bad yeah so I've read all I've read all 10 issues it's a great little run it's a quick read I actually gotta get a hard copy of it but um, it's when you're introduced to the Hellfire Club and that whole saga oh, which is so really I'd like to know more about them I heard that's a co- whole cool yeah they're kind of pulling the strings at this whole thing you know during, and there's a lot of scenes where it kind of flashes back to like uh, the 1800s oh uh, yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah they're almost like living like parallel lives but like simultaneously through like this timeline so is that who in that awful movie with Sophie Turner is that who Jessica Chastain's character is no. somewhat supposed to be no no her I did character not, in that I movie that I think is actually like the queen of the Shi'ar Empire they they bring some white stuff. queen maybe yeah no no she's okay. um I forget what her name is but in the comics like her and Professor Xavier they fuck and Hell yeah um yeah, she's part of this Shi'ar empire that, like, Xavier's like, yo, dude, I'm fucking this alien princess. I gotta, like, go back there. Uh, Magneto's in charge. And they're like, what? Magneto, our biggest enemy? And he's like, trust me, dude. He's, he's changed. <laughs> he's changed. I can change him. He's wearing a totally different outfit now. Is that the one where he has, like, amnesia? Um, I don't... He... That, that's a good run. I've read that where like he's a good guy like for a brief period of time. Yeah, th- it might be that same run. I don't know if it's amnesia or if he just like turned a page and sometimes and, like, and, and then he was like, never mind, I want to be bad. He goes back. Just I, kidding. I'm still a terrorist. I, so it's when you showed me that artwork. I've been playing uh, Marvel Snap. Oh, it's, uh, yeah. it's an app. Oh, we're, oh, also, we're talk, he's, he said he's got some questions. Yeah, I'm gonna talk to you off off mic. Off some mic. Some I got some questions. off my deck. Don't worry about it. But the Patreon. But my deck needs fixing. I got you. I'm on um, an ultimate slump we'll, we'll, right I'll now. I'll turn on the mics for a Patreon before Dylan has to leave. We'll get um, but, yeah. but it's cool because it's introduced me to some uh, really random comic book characters that, like Onslaught, yeah. which is oh, yeah. the it's, manifestation of uh, Char- Professor X and Magneto. He's got the power cool, of yeah. both. Very nice. 
So yeah, wild. this run also kind of important because speaking of Kitty Pride, that's when Kitty Pride is introduced in this comic run. Uh, Shadow Cat, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you get the Dazzler as well. I don't know if you're familiar with the yeah. Dazzler. Rumored to be played by Taylor Swift, which would be, actually be pretty rad. Someday. Some fucking day. So that'd be cool. Um, but yeah, and then there's, of course, the classic, you know, Jean Grey is now this, like, more, the most powerful mutant on the planet, basically. And uh, I don't want to spoil it for you. Was that, now, did they do that accurately in that awful movie where Charles put blocks in her I, mind? I didn't see it. Um, so that part. We're talking about the third X-Men. Yeah. In the Dark Phoenix, the movie. I never so, saw it. So the, the story yeah. that in that movie is that Charles realized how powerful yeah, she could that, be. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. yeah. That part's pretty accurate, but then. Yeah, it's like the whole Phoenix Force is a intergalactic thing. Yeah, so in Marvel Snap, there's skins for different exactly, cards. Exactly, yeah. There's a Phoenix Force skin for a lot of them. There's also a Ghost Rider one. Gotcha. Ghost Rider Quinjet. Um, I, but yeah, dude, I think that's good. Dylan, thank you for coming on today, brother. We always Anytime appreciate it. Have me. Um, yeah, if you guys stick around, we're going to maybe get a couple small little Patreon in here. But yeah, um, I'm going to turn them on. See what yeah. Happens. We make sure you go follow us on Instagram.com backslash threads and dreads pod and go to that Patreon. Join Dylan. Dude, how's Dylan, the Patreon? Dylan, who's the other one? You said there's Zach. two. It's my met? friend Zach. Okay. I remember, so how I met Pat was it was Pat, Matt Goik, and his buddy Zach Olin. They all rollerbladed. Oh, yeah. He was the third amigo. It was. I'm not going to say Fruit Booter, but I didn't say it. Whoa. No, just, hey, dude. I, I have a great That's respect. Do you want to come back on the show or not? <laughs> You'll never get Growing your picks Growing up, we, as a skateboarder, five. we were taught to hate you guys. As an no. adult, I skate rollerbladed I know you had a pair of rollerblades. Oh, yeah, because I wasn't good enough at skateboarding. Right. Like, yeah. It was way less scary to just roll. <laughs> yeah. No, rollerblading's rad for sure. Um, but yeah, he go check us out on Patreon at patreon.com backslash threads and dreads. Uh, thank you, Sean, as always. My pleasure. You guys. Dylan, give, them, give the people your handle in case they want to give you a yeah. follow. Uh, it is terminally dill on Instagram. At terminally yeah, dill. At terminally dill. Uh, D I L L. Love that. Yeah, Good it's, one. it's changed like Sean could attest 500 times. Well, you're going to see some years. new followers. You might get, <laughs> oh, yeah. you might get three. This is going to pop. It in. Heck yeah. No, you guys do a great job, and I look forward to listening every Appreciate time you that, put out Thank you. Um, yeah. Thank you, everyone else, for listening as well. We appreciate all you guys. And, um, yeah, we'll catch you next time. Peace.